Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, and that's why the audio is all jacked up this morning, because I'm doing it alone right now. Josh is at home with his wonderful wife, Laura, who had some surgery done. She's okay. Everything's good. Um, but he's playing husband, and I already miss him. I missed the hell out of him. How's the audio? Is the audio good? Are we doing okay? I want to make sure I didn't screw this up, because if I did, well... I guess we're, we're stuck with it, so it, it is what it is. Um, welcome back, guys. A lot of news to cover. Um, a lot of good news, actually. And this is odd. It's odd that we can actually say this. Um, normally, the news is just infested with so much negativity. It's infested with just so much, uh, so many bad things. But this is all basically because the media is wanting to essentially give the perception that there is not a red wave coming, that there is not a Republican takeover looming. Um, the media is just chock full of so much propaganda trying to push this idea that Republicanism and conservatism is on the downward swing. When, if we're looking at statistics, if we're looking at elections and midterms coming up, it's actually the opposite. But <laughs> I'm reading these articles. Let's let's just get into this. Like, I'm I'm sorry. A lot of this stuff is just complete utter tripe. Um, Miss Universe organization, as we know, Miss Universe. Okay, look, I've got some hot takes today that I think many of you are probably not going to like, but this is just how I view things. Okay, why do we still have beauty pageants? Has anybody actually thought this through? What are beauty pageants? These are competitions where we're pitting women against one another to determine through a subjective judge or judges who is prettiest. Explain to me how this condones any type of like good outcomes. It's like, hey, you want a competition based upon the fact that you were blessed with good genetics, good looks, things such as this. But does that make you really worth a shit? I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I just think it's dumb. These people are, they're parading around, strutting their stuff on a stage. And ultimately, this is the reason why I think these competitions are just really stupid. I don't watch them. I think they're dumb. But Miss Universe organization calls for inclusive language when speaking about periods. <laughs> Hold on to your seats, folks. It's going to get bad. It, it's going to get bad. I'm just highlighting why people think these competitors are stupid but here here's the reasoning why these are why the stereotypes exist the miss universe organization on tuesday called for people to use inclusive language when discussing periods essentially they're saying let me paraphrase here they're telling you what you can and cannot say now normally a private entity a normal business has the right to say hey you can't come in here and use racist language i can understand that i get that that makes sense to me but now they're saying, oh, you have to adhere to our woke narrative, which is denying science, denying facts. Look, I'm going to say this, and I don't care who this offends. Men cannot have periods. Men do not menstruate. Men do not have ovaries. Men do not have a uterus. Can you, does this really strike anybody as nuts that we even have to have these conversations? Men have penises and testicles. We do not have the reproductive systems that women do. The very same movement that has said y'all are science deniers, you're anti-vaxxers, you're all of these things, are turning around and saying that men can have periods? 
And the reason they justify this, though, is because essentially transgender men are men that have become women uh, or transgender women, men that become women, are therefore now biologically women. No, you are not. Your reproductive organs are not there. You do not have a uterus. You do not have ovaries. You do not menstruate. You do not bleed. And to sit there and say that you do is to deny women their femininity, is to deny women the kind of rite of passage they go through from becoming a young girl into a woman. It's sad that we have to have these. We live in a woke age of to where America has become an embarrassment on the international stage. We have benefited so richly off the fruits of freedom that we complain about things that don't even really warrant being complained about. We live in a time, I was going to say period. <laughs> hey, yo, we live in a period right now where you just look at the conversations that are happening on social media. And I think where we went wrong is we let stupid people have a voice on these platforms. And by and large, most of those voices are liberal. But let's go back. Inclusive language is important, especially when speaking about periods. The organization's social media account tweeted, um, Thinking menstrual health is only a niche topic for women excludes transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people who have periods from the conversation. It added, along with the hashtag, (laughs) menstrual equality. (laughs) Menstrual equality? Hashtag, you're you're really trying to start a movement on hashtag menstrual equality? I was not aware. (laughs) I was not aware there were uteruses out there that were not being treated as equals. I was not aware that there were ovaries that were being cast aside as if they were like, they're not included or they're not important. This is really what we're upset about in America. Oh, good Lord. Russia, Russia invaded the wrong country. They really did. Good Lord. COVID took out the wrong people. Jesus Christ. How to talk about periods. Fuck you. How about that? How about fuck you? Don't tolerate these fools. Don't tolerate these idiots. Instead, intentionally use the wrong language to trigger them. Push back against these people. Because when, and I made this mistake, when you are out of respect calling a trans person by their preferred pronouns, all you're doing is feeding into this this lie. Because as we've seen time and time again, where you give an inch, they will take a mile. Are we not seeing this in the schools? Are we not seeing this in the libraries? Have we not seen, well, we're going to, let me go back to the main topic before I go on a rant or a tangent. Ironically, the organization describes itself on its website as one that celebrates women. The Miss Universe organization is a global inclusive organization. No, it's not. Oh, it's inclusive. Really? Okay. Um, if they are so inclusive, why don't I see any very fat women in this? Why don't I see any ugly women in this? You're inclusive? No, you don't. No, you're not. I, I, you, you really want to go down this road? Because I'm going to use your own rules against you. Where's the overweight women? Where's the physically unattractive women? You know they're not there. And you know why. So you're not inclusive. Stop it. Stop it. Please. This is the world that they have created and they live in. That we're so inclusive. Really? Where's the fat, ugly ones? They're not there because you don't include them. Because it's about beauty. 
It's about cosmetic looks on the surface. That's why these these organizations are such a joke. These are they're such a joke. It's a lie. This is all. It's just a lie. The Miss Universe organization is a global inclusive organization that celebrates women of all cultures and backgrounds and empowers them to realize their goals through experiences and build self-confidence and create opportunities for sex for success. That's that's just a very that's a very, you know, interesting way of putting that we're judging you based upon your looks. That's all this really is. Let's stop churching this up. Let's call it what it is at the root core of it. The foundation of what this organization is a representation of is judging people based upon their looks. Let's stop. Let's stop lying about this, ladies and gentlemen. And look, I'll even take a step further. Those parents that put their little girls and boys in these child beauty pageants, you have problems. You really do. You're you're, you're teaching your child at a very young age that looks are what's most important you're essentially building up their level of self-worth and confidence based only upon their looks. I mean, am I the only one that sees that there's something wrong here? The values are skewed. This is incorrect. But hey, don't say anything about it because now you're bashing women. Well, they deserve to be bashed when they say dumb shit like this. It adds Miss Universe, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA provide the approximately 10,000 women who participate annually in an international platform to affect positive change personally, professionally, philanthropically, uh, philanthropically as inspirational leaders and role models. What makes you a role model? Because you're beautiful? You see, this is the age of social media. This is what social media has created, ladies and gentlemen. You're a role model because of what, it, what, it, what, what exactly are you doing to be a role model? Well, they're a role model after they win because then they get sent on these foreign peacekeeping bullshit things. That just it's, it's just cosmetic bullshit is all this is. You're not a role model. You're literally on a stage because you're hot. I'm sorry. I just don't see the role model perspective from that. I just don't. Uh, you know, sometimes it sucks being a free thinker because you just look at shit as like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, why can't you just enjoy things? I enjoy things that have depth and meaning to them. This, this is cosmetic. This is stupid. The tweet, the tweet comes during Pride Month as women are reportedly facing a tampon shortage in the United States, rekindling arguments from leftist activists that transgender men can have periods too. I wasn't aware you bled from your butthole unless you had Taco Bell. That, and then I get that one, but I'm certainly not sticking a tampon up there. Probably have some Tums or some, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. The sooner we get this woke shit out of our system, because you know, the 60s had Woodstock. We had the emergence of the free love hippies. I get it. We're going through a period like that, no pun intended. But can we please get through this woke bullshit? I am tired of the pronouns. I am tired of the LGBT mafia coming after me. I am so sick and tired. It's just, it's, uh, if it's a World War III or a civil war, let's just get it over with. I'm over it. I'm tired of this. This is stupidity at its core. I think it's just the dumbest thing. That's where we're at. The tweet comes during Pride Month as women are reportedly facing a tampon. Did you read the, have y'all seen the article where Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and said that we're facing a tampon shortage due to the transgender community? Did y'all, did y'all read this? <laughs> hey, don't bash her though. 
Don't bash her because she sounded great on Tim Pool. We can't say anything bad about her because she's a Republican and she's fighting for our rights, which I don't know how, but she says a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> I read this article and I'm like, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in there with the peach tree dish. I don't care who that offends. I really don't. I just I think it's just the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. We're facing a tampon shortage because of the trans community. Look, I don't agree with transgenders. I don't. But you're going to blame them for the champ? Okay. Okay. Whatever. Whatever you say. I think that's just, uh, that's, you know, that's a little much. But whatever. What the fuck do I know? Oh, good Lord. As Breitbart News recently reported, National Public Radio published a report this week that used the phrase, people who menstruate instead of women. Those that chest feed. Birth givers. I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe I just made that up. I'm not sure. They're probably going to use it now. These are women. Stop trying to devalue them. Leah Thomas and the rest of these people going out there and trying to infringe on women's sports because you can't hack it as a man. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is ridiculous. Down with the patriarchy as we reestablish the patriarchy under the banner of the LGBT inclusivity. It's actually quite beautiful if you think about it. There's something like poetic about this. If you, if you really just you know, break it down to the nuts and bolts of this. You want to end the establishment, end white patriarchy, and then you turn around and you say, men can be women and they're actually dominating women's sports, but that's not patriarchy because they're not actual men. Even though retain, they retain male genitalia. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Well, some other good news. CNN suffers smallest weekday audience since 2015. CNN's average audience on Tuesday was just 393,000 total viewers. Uh, CNN had its smallest weekday audience since the Obama administration on Tuesday as ratings woes continue to plague the struggling network. CNN, which was purchased by Warner Bros. Discovery early this year following closing at $43 billion merger, averaged only 393,000 total viewers on June 14th. Well, you wonder why. You had the Fredo brothers up there sexually assaulting people, lying about it, getting people killed in, in nursing homes and such compromising their journalistic integrity. You got Don Lemon, who is a propagator number one. You got Stelter, short little fat. I mean, just look at this guy. He's got like a face for radio. You look at this douchebag, and you're just like, well, you know he got picked on in school. You got Anderson Cooper. You got the rest of these big, big faces that are the number one propaganda machine spewing out rhetoric for the last how many years? People are tired of it. The Russian collusion was proven wrong. CNN boasted that more than any other network out there to go against the right, and they knew they were wrong. They peddled Hillary Clinton conspiracy theorism for years, and then like months ago did a small little story saying, hey, we got it wrong. Meanwhile, after the, after the damage they had done for years, I mean, how, how have they, I'm, I'm surprised Trump, maybe Trump is suing them. I don't know, he should. The Steele dossier was proven wrong. Trump should sue the shit out of these people. But you got Brian Stelter out there, who they talk about essentially, you know, positioning themselves on their pedestal and their ivory tower saying, y'all should listen to us because we have your best interests at heart. I've seen conservative influencers do the exact same thing, especially in the Turning Point movement. Hey, listen to us because we as influencers, we know what's best for you versus them sitting there saying, hey, think for yourself. Don't listen to what I say. 
or listen to what I'm saying, but think for yourself, develop your own opinion. But this is my opinion. Have y'all noticed that on social media? This idea that the influencer community and this crowd, like, let us do the thinking for you. Like, take a step back next time that you're watching some of these influencers out there, ladies. And I'm being serious here. I'm not trying to throw shit. I mean, actually, yeah, I am throwing shade at stupid people. I can't help it. It's just how I am. It's my nature. These influencers that you follow, are they really giving you anything with substance or meat, or are they just giving you broth? Really think about that. And I'm being serious. I'm being genuine here. And if you feel like I'm not giving you that same thing, then you shouldn't be following me. You shouldn't be listening to the show. Find those that in your life are going to offer you insightful perspectives or give you some good guidance or anything like that. Find those people and follow them. But never, never remove from yourself the ability to think for yourself. And if you're following people that preach the opposite, you need to unfollow them. Those are the people that want to essentially do the thinking for you, remove from you any possibility of having an individual opinion. Why? Because they don't like being challenged. Stelter, all the rest of these these whack jobs, they don't want to be challenged. They can't debate. They don't know what they're talking about. I've seen conservative influencers do the exact same thing. I would host them on drunken debates just for the simple intention or the simple intent to get them out there and get them crucified by the left because they don't know. Guess what? Sharing memes does not mean you know what the fuck you're talking about. It doesn't. And that's what a lot of these pages do. They're just meme pages. They regurgitate the same shit that each other posts. Boomer conservatives love it, though. Oh, well. All right. Hot take number one. I think a lot of y'all are not going to like before, but here's here's the deal. Lightyear, the new Buzz Lightyear coming out. Now, automatically, I did not like this. And not for the reasons you think. They should have brought Tim Allen back. Tim Allen is the voice of Buzz Lightyear. I do not care who you are. That is my childhood. That's what I grew up on. Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. That's it. Those are the roles. You can't change the voice. And the only reason I say something like this is because I remember Metal Gear Solid. I grew up playing this game series. I love it. Uh, Developed by Hideo Kojima, Konami, all these people. Well, David Hayter was the voice of Solid Snake. Snake. This This is Snake. He had a very distinct sound. You heard that voice and you knew that was Solid Snake. Well, they changed it to Kiefer Sutherland, who did not do a very good job as the voice of Snake. It just, just not. You can't do that. It, it just it doesn't end well. Well, they're doing it again for Buzz Lightyear, but that's not the controversy here. That's just my beef I have with it. The controversy, this is the article. This is coming to us from MSN.com saying, Lightyear's controversial same-sex kiss is getting negative user reviews before the film is even released. More than a few fans have expressed disappointment with the change in Buzz Lightyear's voice actor for Pixar's latest film, Lightyear, a spinoff of the origins of the beloved Toy Story Space Ranger, which is set for theatrical release this Friday. Others seem much more concerned about the film featuring a same-sex couple. Many of those people are leaving negative reviews on film sites, including Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, ahead of release due to a controversial scene in the animated feature that depicts a kiss between Buzz's best friend, Alicia Hawthorne, and her wife. The scene in question was initially cut from Lightyear, but was later restored after LGBTQ employees and allies at the Disney-owned company sent a joint statement to studio executive protesting that the censorship of overtly gay 
gay affection, according to Variety. This week, the movie was banned in 14 Middle Eastern and Asian countries, including United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Lebanon, Kuwait, Egypt, Indonesia, and Malaysia, according to the New York Times. It appears some fans are also likewise protesting the film over the scene. On Wednesday, reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, where the film currently holds an 81% critic score, multiple fans had already left negative reviews over the movie's gay characters. Uh, quotes, they, uh, the need that this culture has to push gender ideology on kids is frightening, wrote a user named AJ. Keep entertainment wholesome. Keep politics out of entertainment for children. They're not interested in this sort of thing, and they should not be exposed to. It's unnecessarily, and whether or not you want to admit it or not, there is a norm or not. There is a normal. How disappointing. Another user wrote, when other countries ban a cartoon movie, you gotta wonder why. Hollywood is so determined to rewrite most human beliefs. Okay, hear me out on this. I don't agree with them. The critics. Here's the deal. Everything comes with a line of common sense. Let's take it back first. Do we believe in equal rights for all people? And the answer to that is unequivocally yes. Gay people, in my perception, should have access to marriage. 100%. They should be miserable just like the rest of us. Okay? I remember that one comedian said, here's the deal for gay gay marriage, though. You can't get divorced. See how bad they want it then. Nah, it's a joke. Here's the deal. I get from a religious standpoint, I understand how a lot of Christians, and I myself, I will admit, theologically, I do not agree with homosexuality. I get that. But freedom is freedom. I don't feel like we can cherry pick this idea and then turn around and say, well, you shouldn't have access to it. Well, I thought freedom and liberty applies to everybody, regardless if we agree with them or not. Now, do we or do we not see men and fem- men and women couples in movies kiss? Well, of course we do. Even in cartoons, the nuclear family is definitely promoted there. There's no denying that. Now, when a woman and a woman kiss on something like this and it's just an affectionate kiss, does it make me a little uncomfortable? Yeah, because I'm not used to it. Do I want my kids to see that? Well, look, that's the way it is now. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with it from a theological standpoint, but I'm saying... This is just one of those things that I just, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. This isn't like we're talking about the transgender issue where we're denying science. This is one of those things that love is love. Two people love each other. I get it. I understand that a lot of people don't agree with this. Maybe you don't want your children seeing this. I understand that. But I don't know. I don't know. I just think that in the sense of if we're uncomfortable with seeing two women kiss on screen or two men, which I know it does make a lot of people uncomfortable, myself included, I get that. But equal rights are equal rights. So we're saying that you should have the right to get married and do all this other stuff, but you should not have the right to showcase that in films and Hollywood. Because I think this is one of those things where Hollywood gets it wrong a lot of the times. They're pushing the woke ideology left and right. But I don't know. I feel like a woman and a woman having a kiss, I don't know. Does there, and then some people bring up the questions, does there need to be kissing in children's movies? I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. It makes sense to me. But at the same token, is this one of those issues that we're making a mountain out of a molehill? I mean, I'll let you be the judge on that. I'll let you be the judge on that. But there's a lot of people in my comments right now that are displaying sincere levels of homophobia. Like you, you, you sit there and you think that people should not have the right to get married because of what your beliefs are. That's not individual liberty. That's not it at all. Well, you say marriage is something that's founded in religion. Well then, okay. I think that, but you're, you're kind of funny to me that you sit there and you say that marriage is between a man and a woman. 
yet you still have to go get approval from a judge or a priest or anything like that to even get married. What business does the government have in it? But y'all accepted that perfectly fine. That's okay. I, I understand where a lot of people are coming from on this one. I just don't see it as being that big of a deal. I don't. You think children are not going to see this out in public? You think they're not going to see gay couples holding hands and stuff like that? Now, do not conflate those that are going out there, like at a pride parade, walking around in assless chaps. Look, there are a lot of gay couples. My brother is gay. He's married. But they don't sit there and flaunt it in an immoral way. They are happily a couple. It's the normalization of people that are actually normal in the LGB. It's those that are putting the spotlight that take it to immoral Say, for example, drag queen story hour, all that stuff. That's where it's getting the wrong perception. But on something like this, as far as a kiss, I, you know, maybe in a children's movie, no. In an adult movie, fair enough. So I can, I can actually see that if it's a children's issue, I can understand that. But that means, that means the very same people in these comments, the very same people in these comments that are saying a woman shouldn't be kissing a woman in a child's movie. If you say nothing about a man kissing a woman in a child's movie, you're a hypocrite. You can hate me all you want. I don't care. I do not care. But if your argument at the core is saying keep it all out of children's movie, keep the sexualization, fair enough. I can respect that. But if your argument is a woman and a woman and a man and a man shouldn't be allowed to kiss, but a man and a woman should, then you're a hypocrite. All you're simply trying to do is project your individual beliefs and force it on the masses. I can't agree with that. I can't. So what I do find funny, though, is that Disney's owns Pixar, I believe. I could be wrong on that one. But I do find it funny that you will open up theme parks, such as Disney, in communist China that goes against homosexuality. Because, again, at the root of it, it's all about the money. It's not even really about pushing an ideology. I mean, it is partially... They're knowing their audience, but at the root cause of it, it's all about money. Even with Lightyear, same thing. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, thinking marriage is between man, a man and a man, but that a man cannot be a woman is also hypocrisy. No, your, your statement doesn't even make any sense. I, your statement doesn't even make any sense. That's a false equivalency. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're just another one of these theocrats out there that wants to force your views on other people. I don't agree with that. Um, you know, when they said another user wrote, when other countries ban a cartoon movie, you got to wonder why. Not necessarily. That, that That's not true. What are you talking about? Other countries ban another movie. Other countries have banned many things. China, didn't they talk about banning one of the Fast and the Furious because they, they talked about Taiwan or some shit like that? You cannot use other countries that are still rooted in third world beliefs as your metric and guide to whether or not a movie has got like good intentions or not, because you look at the Middle East, Middle East bans everything. The Middle East still stones homosexuals. Even places in Iran, women cannot go without a man. They're not allowed to drive. There's play. You can't, you can't use that. That's just, that's stupid thinking right there. I'm sorry, but the Middle East should have no bearing on a guide to what's good and what's not. I'm sorry. No women over there, excuse me. Women over there are not even freaking first class citizens. It's just, that's what you're going to use. Okay, fair enough. 
One person called for the movie to boycott Disney over the sea. I think there's other reasons to boycott Disney. Do not get this conflated with the fact that I think Disney is good. I think Disney as a whole is an immoral, reprehensible organization that's pushing groomer on children. Groomers, groomers on children, 100%. I don't like Disney. I don't know. Hmm. And, you know, people are going to have different opinions on this. That's fine. But at least have some rational thinking in your argument. Uh, only five positive users reviews are available on the site as of Wednesday after our, uh, afternoon. IMDB also did not respond to a request for comment as to why that is. Similar segments have surfaced elsewhere online. Conservative media, media figure Ben Shapiro wrote in a tweet Monday along with an image from a scene reportedly from the film. says Disney works to push a not at all secret gay agenda and seeks to add queerness to its programming according to executive producer Latoya Revenue. Parents should keep that in mind before deciding whether to take their kids to see Lightyear which hits theaters this week. Of course, I, I can't disagree with that. Disney has openly said they're wanting to push more LGBT things for children. You could associate that with that. I agree with that. Like, it kind of makes sense. But even still, it's like the context of what's being shown. I'd have to actually watch the scene. Uh, children are not adults. Shapiro continued to subsequently tweet. Uh, what may be appropriate for adults is not appropriate for children. I can agree with that. Now that I can agree, and as I've already said, I can agree with that. Uh, this... That this must be said demonstrates that our society is in a state of moral collapse. I agree with that as well. Shapiro's tweet has gone blah, blah, blah. I can agree with that. That makes sense to me. We're exposing our children at a much younger age to things that they should not be exposed to. And I agree with that. So if that's the, the basis of your argument, I can agree. If it's not, mm, I don't know. I think you're off the mark on that one. But maybe not for a children's movie, but the same thing should be said about straight couples kissing on scene then or on screen. Otherwise, it's hypocrisy. Hate me all you want. Disagree all you want. It is what it is. It's my show. Those are my views. Those are my thoughts. Each is entitled to their own. But I do see a lot of arguments out there that are just illogical fallacies left and right, rooted in honest to God, just freaking theocracy. People just wanting to see their religious views forced on other people. I don't agree with that. I do not agree with that. I think it's wrong. All right. Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> hmm. Ghislaine Maxwell's Selma. Here's the other thing. I hope you don't listen to this show thinking that I'm just going to kowtow and bend over anytime people disagree with me in mass. I really don't. I hope you would think better of me, that I'm going to stick to my guns unless you can rationally change my mind. I hope you don't tune in here thinking that's going to happen. Because if you do, I think you've got the wrong show. Go watch somebody else. I hope you realize that. Ghislaine Maxwell's cellmate claims she was offered money to kill Maxwell. Maxwell's lawyers made the claim in a bid for a lighter, sent a lighter sentence for child trafficking. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? A lighter sentence for years, for years worth of child sex trafficking, sex with children, underage, what? A lighter sentence? She's lucky she's not, she should be dead. She should be serving the same fate that her husband served. Are you kidding me? That's funny to me. 
Maxwell's lawyers made the allegation in a Wednesday court filing, which sought to secure a lighter sentence in their case. Maxwell, Maxwell was convicted on five of six counts against her in December, with the most severe charge being sex trafficking of minors. And you want a lighter sentence? Because the cellmate was offered money to kill her. That's your rash, That's your reasoning for getting a lighter sentence. Jesus. That's funny to me. One of the female inmates in Miss Maxwell's housing unit told at least three other inmates that she had been offered money to murder Miss Maxwell and that she planned to strangle her in her sleep, the filing read, adding that the intimate or the inmate claimed the payment had been worth an additional 20 years in incarceration. This incident reflects the brutal reality that there are numerous prison inmates who would not hesitate to kill Miss Maxwell, whether for money, fame, or simple street cred. I'm surprised she's still allowed, alive, excuse me. I really am. For those that don't know, in, in the prison population, communities like that, when you get incarcerated and it's anything to do with children, sex with children, child trafficking, they usually murder you in prison. You're usually not going to last very long there. The fact that she's still alive is kind of weird to me. I mean, it really is. The inmate was reportedly moved to a different unit in the Brooklyn prison where Maxwell is staying, according to the New York Times. Uh, Maxwell's legal team went on to argue that she deserves a light sentence for her convictions. Her sentencing hearing is scheduled for June 28th. Ghislaine Maxwell is not an heiress, villain, or vapid socialite. She has worked hard her entire life. Are you, this is, this is, this, this, dude, this is, these lawyers are going to burn in hell. You are defending a pedophile a child sex trafficker, and you're trying to justify with, she's worked, she's worked hard all of her life. Yes. Yes, she has. At child sex trafficking, working hard in and of itself is not a good thing. It's what you're working hard towards that defines whether or not you're a good person or not, or in that capacity, I guess. I'm just, what? I... <laughs> The logic behind these these types is just it's astounding to me. That's really astounding to me. She has energy, drive, commitment, a strong work ethic, and a desire to do good in the world. What? Are you kidding me with this? She brought young girls to have sex with her man, underaged minors. I'm at a loss with this. And you're trying to defend her? You're trying to justify by saying she's a hard she wants to do good in the world? Your soul is headed for hell, woman. You're lucky you weren't put against the wall and shot. Like you had sex with children. 
And you're trying to justify that for a lighter sense thing. She just wants to do good in the world. I'm sure Timothy McVeigh did too. And here's where I love this. She has a desire to do good in the world, the lawyers wrote, adding that Maxwell had a difficult traumatic childhood with an overbearing, narcissistic, and demanding father. No, you don't. No, you do not. Do not try and use that tactic. Do you or do you not possess the ability to make a choice? Yes, you do. I say the same thing to veterans with PTSD. You still have the ability to choose whether or not you stick that needle in your arm, put that bottle to your lips, swallow that pill. You chose to do it. You do not sit there. Do not sit there for a second and think that you can scapegoat this. Well, I had sex with children because I had a narcissistic father. Bullshit. No, you didn't. You chose to do that. You knew it was wrong. You don't get to sit there and use your traumatized child. Guess what? We all have traumatic pasts and backgrounds. Fuck's sakes, my father took off when I was five. That does not rationalize or give me any right to go out and have sex with minors or child sex traffic people. This lawyer is a disgusting, disgusting human being. The fact that you're even trying to attempt to use this as your get out of jail free or lighter sentence court is beyond me. I have sat in meetings where I've had grown ass men that made Horrible decisions. Try and blame their childhood? The buck stops here. Because the only reason, the only reason they pull that is because they they know there are enablers out there that will let them get away with using this type of defense. That's the only reason. It's like the insanity play. No, 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 no. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nobody forced you to sex traffic those children. Nobody forced you. You chose to do that. Lighter sentence. She's lucky she didn't get murdered. I mean, she... (laughs) Oh, well. All right. I find this to be very hypocritical. Lauren Boebert claims Jesus didn't have enough AR-15s to keep his government from killing him. Um... A video of a U.S. House representative is going viral after she claimed that Jesus didn't have enough AR-15s to keep his government from killing him. Excuse me. Laura Barber, a U.S. representative from Colorado, made the claim at a family camp meeting at Cheris Christian Center in Colorado Springs. The website claims the event included pastors and speakers who have proven God's word. Uh, the video, which can be viewed here, starts with Bobert saying a lot of the Twitter trolls, she says, I quote, a lot of the Twitter trolls, they like to say, oh, Jesus didn't need an AR-15. How many AR-15s do you think Jesus would have had? Well, he didn't have enough to keep the government from killing him. Okay. It makes sense to me. It's true. The government, I mean, Pontius Pilate, they gave him the choice. Pharisees and Sadducees said, kill Jesus instead, and he did. I get it. She's not wrong on this. I see the point she's trying to make here. And then during the event, Bober also said a prayer for President Joe Biden. Says, praise the Lord. I hope that blesses, uh, I hope that blesses somebody, but I do want you to know I pray for our president. Psalm 109.8 says, may his days be few and another take his office. You can see the video here. What I find hypocritical about this is that MSN.com, CNN, all these, net, all these mainstream leftist networks 
for four or five years, you said the most rank and vile things about Trump. Kathy Gifford, or what Griffin, comes out there with a decapitated head. You had protests in the streets, burning images of him. You had all manner of things being said by the press, lies after lies after lies about Trump. And she says this, and you want to sit there and clutch your pearls like, oh my God, can you believe what she just said? She wished death on the president. So do I. He's a fucking tyrant. Fuck him. This guy is destroying our country. This administration is horrific. You accuse Border Patrol agents of whipping immigrants that are cleared. You refuse to apologize. You try and strip people of their rights. You're not even protecting your SCOTUS right now that is under metaphorical fire from leftist protesters because they're standing for children's rights, and you have the audacity, the audacity to sit there and make these claims like, oh, it's too far. Really? You, the left, set this precedence. This was you. This was not the right. This was not the right. This was the left. You assaulted people at Berkeley. You lit fires in cities. Under your BLM protests, you assaulted innocent civilians in Portland. You have gotten away with so much to the point where it's going to come a time you're going to fuck with the wrong people and you're going to get mowed down in the streets as you should be. Don't you dare sit there and suddenly claim like you're the victims of rhetoric. You are not. You are the last people that should be talking about. If you want to see opposite of that, go on Twitter. I challenge you. Go on Twitter and look what's being said by main left stream media talking points and mouths. Go do it. Do y'all remember? Trump's going to get us into a civil war, a freaking a World War III with North Korea. Trump's going to do this. Trump's going to, he's going to put us in camps. Trump's going to do that. Trump, and what happened? Never happened. You went nuclear for no reason. But what I do see from leftists is the attempt at stripping away rights from the individual people to impose a socialistic-styled government. Biden's already threatening CEOs of oil companies if they don't produce. He'll use emergency powers. Really? Interesting. Does Boebert and the rest of them say some dumb shit? Yes, they do. Marjorie Taylor Greene especially. But make no mistake, do not sit there and pretend like you have nothing to do with this. You are 100% do. The fact that they're even doing that proves it's because of you for years have been saying this nonstop violent rhetoric. Madonna, I want to blow up the White House. Johnny Depp, an actor assassin should assassinate a president. What happened to them? Don't you dare sit there and pretend like you're so virtuous. You liberal scumbags have been pushing violent rhetoric for years, years. Don't you sit there and pretend like you are not complicit in this. You are 100% complicit, and you know it. This is what liberals do. This is what they do. They throw the first punch, and they suddenly pearl clutch and cry victim when you punch them back. And I hate people like that. You're liars. You're bad faith arguers is what you are. But they want to sit there. Now, did Bobert should she have said this at a religious? Probably not. But still, I, I get it. It's funny. I'll be happy when Biden kicks that. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. His son's a piece of shit. His wife's a piece of shit. 
These are not good people. These are tyrants in suits. Sitting there talking about, oh my God, you're a horrible human being for wishing death on people. Really? Oh, really? I, you know, just, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I recall not so long ago that there was a massive group of people on the left and some on the right that wanted us to have our lives ruined, fired, have the vaccine forcibly injected into us. You wanted our lives to end. You wished horrible things on us. You didn't even want us having access to hospital treatment. So don't you sit there as a party and pretend like you are the purveyors of all that is good and holy and sanctimonious. You are the party of mental illness, groomers, pedophiles, and legitimate insanity. The DNC should be abolished. You people are so outlandishly just insane. And I'm not referring to the moderates. The moderates aren't really that bad. It's the progressives that you have let hijack your party and run it into the ground. It's only going to get worse for y'all. Child drag shows you're pushing. Drag queen story hour you're pushing. Taking children into these bars with signs saying it's not going to lick itself while you're putting money down these men's bras and pants and you condone this? You're Sodom and Gomorrah 2.0 and you deserve what's coming to you and I hope it does happen to you. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. There is a difference in a man wanting to be with a man and a woman in the same thing over there and having a normal loving relationship versus you wanting to sexualize children. There is a difference there. Live your life. I'm all for it. But the moment you cross the line and you go after children, you're wrong. You are 100% wrong. I hope you are met with violence. I do. There's no reasoning with these nut jobs. The fact that you even sit there and put on skimpy clothing and then go dance and parade in front of children and you don't think that's wrong, you don't feel any inkling in your heart that this is disgusting, only proves that you should not be on this earth. You should be locked away somewhere. That's disgusting. It's truly morally just reprehensible. I, I, I don't get how your thought process is, but these are liberals. These are leftists. This is how they are. They're like hippies on steroids. Good news, though. Abbott leading O'Rourke and tightening Texas race poll. Abbott's going to crush O'Rourke. There's, yeah. Incumbent Governor Greg Abbott is leading challenger O'Rourke by five points in Texas' upcoming gubernatorial race, a recent poll showed. Abbott had the support of 48% of Texas voters compared to O'Rourke, 43% in the poll from Quinnipiac University conducted June 9th to June 13th. The latest result marks a significant tightening of a race as a similar December survey showed Abbott in the lead with the support of 52% of respondents compared to O'Rourke's 37%. Again, who are they polling? Where do they come from? And how many people do they polled? All of this has significant play in these polls and outcomes. So, Again, that's what I mean. We just read a poll the other day where it's like, oh, you know, according to like 1,007 people, Biden's approval rating is like you, you polled 1,007 people. That's all you polled. That's not an accurate representation of 350 fucking million people. That's not even close. These polls are very inaccurate. They just take a modicum of people and say, well, this is what's a representation. Well, that dude, that, what? Well, we polled, you know, Dallas, Texas, and there says, you know, 78% of people agree with Biden. Yeah, because it's a blue city, of course. No wonder. It'd be the same if you polled like a freaking all red city like Fort Worth, and they all hate Biden. Naturally, the poll's going to shift. This is stupid. This is inaccurate. It's not a fair representation. 
this poll is virtually worthless. It's just one of those feel-good polls that's very inaccurate at its root. But hey, it's whatever makes us feel better. But I still think Abbott's going to crush Beto. I really do. On to some cool news. This is actually some really good news here. Well, not good, but I mean, it is. It's different. It's not negative. I, I like that. World War II veteran reflects on meeting Patton getting chewed out on his 100th birthday. World War II vet Harry Whistler, now 100 years old, met General Patton on a 2,000-year-old bridge in Germany. Um, when he looks back on his memories of World War II, Harry Whistler always mentions the 2,000-year-old Roman bridge in Trier, Germany. I've been there. It's actually very beautiful. Where he brushed shoulders with General George S. Patton in 1945. Patton flagged down his tank where Whistler was seated in the assistant driver's seat after having caught a ride upon losing his Jeep. The general, after tossing a glance at the red cross on Whistler's helmet, which indicates he's a medic, proceeded to reprimand him for being in front of a machine gun as a medic. Patton flagged down his tank where Whistler was seated in the assistant driver's seat. Or, excuse me. He asked me what I was doing sitting in the driver's seat with my red helmet on. Whistler remembered. I never thought about that, you know? So he chewed me out a little. When Patton started to walk away, he turned around and asked Whistler, what would you have done with that machine gun if you if there what would you have done with that machine gun there if you had to use it? He responded, I'd have used it. Whistler shot back, to which Patton replied, Job well done, soldier. That's pretty cool. Whistler celebrated his one hundredth birthday in Texas on Wednesday, served as a medic in Patton's tenth armored Tiger Division, and recently recounted the Fox News Digital his wartime experience as well as the lessons he has learned in his century of life. Born in June 15th of 1922 in International Falls, Minnesota, Whistler had four... Uh, I'm not saying it's important, but, you know, I don't want to go into the whole thing. Um, his unit was the first to arrive during the Battle of the Bulge where they defended Luxembourg, while the other half of the division went to Bastogne, where they went to liberate the Serre-Moselle Triangle and capture Trier before pushing through to the Rhine and into Bavaria. They fought fierce battles in Germany. These are pictures of... Dude, look at these photos. Oh, my gosh. That is... Wow. Greatest generation. In Bavaria, Whistler was also one of the first four American soldiers to get into a concentration camp they found in the town of Lanzer, uh, Landsberg am Lech, which is an event he still recounts with horror. He capped, his captain ordered him to inspect the three furnaces and other buildings of the camp, which was part of the Dachau complex. He said, I opened one door... And I didn't open any more, he said, remembering how dead bodies were scattered everywhere and the stench of death overwhelming. He went over to investigate one of the boxcars on the nearby train tracks and found that it, too, was filled with corpses. You couldn't fit anybody in those boxcars, he said. Jesus, look at these houses. And, the, and to sit there and think that we still have Holocaust deniers is just a, an example of how our society is so stupid. Whistler, who was awarded the Purple Heart with two additional oak leaf clusters. Jesus, this guy was a bullet magnet. Uh, not, not knocking him, it's just like, that dude saw some shit. Um, Whistler was also awarded the Bronze Star, the Good Conduct Medal, the World War II Victory Medal, the Combat Medical Badge, and European Campaign Medal, with three stars for the three campaigns in the Ardennes, Rhineland, and Central Europe. The U.S. veterans friends Luxembourg gave him their Medal of Honor. In 2016, he received the French Knights of the Legion of Honor Medal. Good Lord. 
After he returned to the U.S., Whistler worked as an electrical supervisor at Dow Chemical Company for 44 years. In addition to his daughters, Margaret, Peg Jones, Patricia Stank, he also has nine grandchildren, 30 great-grandchildren, and four great-great-grandchildren. Noting how he was reluctant to talk about his war memories for many years until Jim Jones, his son-in-law, encouraged him to open up later in life. Whistler noted how he weekly played golf for more than two decades with a co-worker whose war experiences he only learned of from his obituary. That's how much the silent generation didn't talk about their experiences, Jones observed. Jones still has the 700 letters Whistler sent from his wife from Europe and noted they show his father-in-law did his best to shelter her from the horrors of what he was experiencing. He opened up more about the war after she died in 2008. He and his second wife, Patricia, married in 2010. His wife made a comment one time in a letter that she was tired of sitting around at home doing nothing. And he said, well, I'm tired of dodging these damn German shells. But that was the only time he had ever shared anything with her, Jones said. Jones recounted to Fox News how he and his wife took Whistler back to Europe to tour the battle sites in 2010. Whistler also owned a travel agency in addition to his work at Dow Chemical, had traveled extensively, but had never returned to the specific places he went during the war. Jesus. That's crazy. He said, we started in Paris, and everywhere that the 10th Armored went, we went, Jones said. He went there, and he did it in sequence, and in the order they did. Whistler is a local celebrity in his community of Granbury, Texas, which plans to honor him and as a Grand Marshal for its 4th of July parade this year. Despite his long, his long life, large family, and many accolades, Whistler remains humble. He said he intends to celebrate his centenary, same as any other birthday, I guess. There's a picture of him and his family. He looks good for 100. This guy looks good for 100. That's incredible. Good for him. Dude, that's a legacy right there. That is a legacy right there. That's just amazing. All right, moving on. Joe Biden considers declaring a national public health emergency if Roe v. Wade overturned. Again, remember what, not so long ago I said, I don't give a fuck if this dude kicks the bucket. This is why. This is a tyrant. President Joe Biden and his staff are considering declaring a public health emergency if Roe v. Wade is overturned by the Supreme Court, according to a new report. Biden would use the declaration of public health emergency to shield doctors from legal liability for treating patients in a state where they are not licensed. Once again, this is federal overstep. This is federal overstep. According to a report in the New York Times, other ideas include allowing doctors practicing in states that ban abortions to perform them on federal sites, such as military bases. Are you kidding me? Then why are we paying taxes? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Biden signaled his willingness to use executive action to blunt any state and local laws on abortion during an interview with ABC comedian activist Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, my God. You have a president that is so senile and dementia-ridden that you are shielding him from the press, and you're putting him on shows like Jimmy Kimmel, like he's just a purveyor of true journalism? This guy's a piece of shit. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me with this? The press has protected this piece of shit 
Imagine if Trump tried something like this and he didn't even engage the press. Oh my God. They would be screaming bloody murder. Biden signals his willingness to use executive action to blunt any state and local laws. The president warned that overturning Roe v. Wade would cause a mini revolution in the United States. Hey, grab the guns and let's do it. I don't want to share a country with you. I think you're disgusting. You're disgusting. You're immoral. You're reprehensible. You're the party of groomers. I do not like you. After the last two years of COVID lockdowns and the shit you wished on us, I don't give a fuck about you. Fuck your American nationality. You're Americans in name only. You're not real Americans. He says, it's just ridiculous in my view, and I don't think the country will stand for it. But I think what we're going to have to do, there's some executive orders I could employ. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you this right here. I said the same thing under Trump. The executive orders of the executive branch are to basically circumvent Congress. Then what need have you of Congress? I'm telling you now, your congressmen and women need to go out there and say, we need to abolish this. Executive orders need to go away. They are not needed. There must be a balance of powers. Checks and balances are for a reason, even when it does not work in our own favor. But no, we can't say that. Because if Trump's doing it, it's okay. If Biden's doing it, it's not okay. No, you don't get to cherry pick that. Biden staff appears more than willing to weaponize emergency and wartime executive powers in politically fraught situations. The president threatened oil companies in a letter on Wednesday, warning them he was considering using his emergency powers to force the industry to produce more gasoline in the United States. Earlier this month, the president used the Defense Production Act to suspend tariffs on solar panels for two years to try and boost the solar industry. In May, Biden invoked the Defense Production Act to try and address the infant formula shortage. This is what you get with democratic policies. This is what you get with a Democrat trifecta in the House and Senate and executive branch. This is what you get. I know I said we needed four years of Biden, but fuck me, I didn't think it'd be this bad. I really didn't think it would be this bad. I didn't. I mean that. I really didn't. This is horrible. The only reason they're trying to do this, the only reason that Biden is not reversing a lot of these policies is at heart, the government wants more power. They want more control. And the way they do that is they create these issues and they gaslight and say, oh, we didn't create them, but we're going to fix them. And by fixing them, it's stripping away individual rights and taking more control of the free market. The government's saying, you, the private market, the free market, you can't handle this. So we as the government, we're going to step in and we're going to regulate because we know what's best for you. Meanwhile, they send $40 billion to Ukraine, millions to Pakistan, millions of other countries that hate us. And they think they know best in how to run this country. The majority of congressmen and women have never even owned a business. And that's what running a, com- a country is. It's business. That's where we're at. That's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. Do not get it twisted. Every day, they are trying to push us closest, closer to socialism. It's in every move they make. Anytime the government says we can step in and make it better or do it better, you should know they're wrong. They did such a great job with co- Biden tweeted out yesterday, I think it was. Like, this guy is so just dementia-ridden. What did he tweet out? Oh, my God. He basically talked about how, you know, under my administration, we've done so much good with COVID. What? 
Months ago, you talked about the federal government can't stop it. It's up to the states. And before that, on the campaign trail, you were saying, Trump doesn't have a plan for COVID, but I do. You're a fucking liar. And if you were stupid enough to believe him, you got what you voted for. Good job. These are Democrats. These people are stupid. Record overdose deaths after left-wing Oregon decriminalizes drugs. Okay, I don't see what the issue is. Cool. People got themselves killed. They do the same thing with alcohol, but suddenly if it's drugs, it's a problem. Legalize all drugs. Let them kill each other. Who gives a fuck? Left-wing Oregon decriminalizes drugs, and the results are predictably catastrophic. Really? According to whom? In 2020, 58% of Oregon voters approved a ballot measure that decriminalized the hardest of hard drugs, including cocaine, fentanyl, heroin, and meth. You do realize those people were already getting them. You legalizing it didn't change shit. They were already doing it. If you are caught holding a small amount of these drugs, the only punishment is a $100 ticket. Put another way, holding and doing hard drugs in Oregon is the equivalent of a busted taillight. I'm sorry. I thought we were for freedom. Even so, unlike a taillight, the state makes it easy to get out of the drug ticket. All you need to do is call a hotline for some kind of health assessment. Per Fox News, the results are catastrophic for people in neighborhoods. A mere 16 months after this approach went into effect, overdose deaths hit an all-time high in 2021 with 1,069% and 41% increase from 2020. Okay. But in a sense, aren't you just getting rid of the people that probably don't offer much to society to begin with? This is Darwinism if you think about it. I'm not, I'm not seeing the problem here. Crackheads are smoking more crack and dying. Okay, let's less crackheads. It's like the village idiots weeding themselves out. And yes, I will say it. If you do heroin or cocaine, you're an idiot. I don't know what else you want me to tell you. You know the addictive properties of these drugs. You know where these drugs will take you. So if you stick that needle in your arm, then you're an idiot. Okay, then adios. You OD, that's on you. It's culling of stupid people. I, I, I don't see this as a bad thing. I don't know. It says the range of fallout goes beyond drug users. What we're absolutely seeing is that a drug possession has been decriminalized. Property crimes have gone have increased, and this, so has violent crimes. That's why the Second Amendment is there. Said District Attorney Kevin Barnett of Washington. Again, they're going to see a peak. It'd be the same as like, okay, we're going to legalize alcohol. What's going to happen? DUIs are going to go through the roof. Absolutely. But there will come a time where it will plateau and start to drop again. I, yeah, I don't. Okay. Portland, the largest, the state's largest city, set an all-time record with 90 murders in 2021. Police and Monmouth County linked these to measure 110, saying there's been a rise in homicide tied to drug turf wars between gangs. Okay. I, I'm not sure where you, where you want to go with this. We already have gang. I'm not justifying this by any stretch of the imagination. Don't get me wrong. But freedom does come with consequences. So what people are basically calling for is limited freedom, safety, and things such as that. Okay. I can understand that, but it's not something I agree with. The streets of downtown Portland, Oregon, resemble an open-air drug market. Wait, you're really going to use Portland, Oregon as your example? The police in Portland, Oregon are cowards. You don't do shit to Antifa. You don't do shit to anybody. I mean, 
This is what happens when you go soft on crime. And I don't mean crime in a sense of like decriminalizing drugs. I'm talking about violent criminals that break laws. How many DAs have been recalled now? There's been the one in Los Angeles, another one being recalled because they're so soft on prosecuting criminals. You're using drugs as your, okay. In Portland, Oregon of all places, really? We've, I've watched videos of Antifa literally assaulting people and the cops do nothing. I'm sorry, but fuck the police up there. I don't give a shit what the mayor tells you to do. Then quit. Quit. If you see something going down, violent crime, and you do nothing as a police officer, you're a piece of shit. That's all there is to it. That badge does not make you a good person. Your actions do, or the lack thereof. You're going to use Portland as, okay, that's funny to me, but whatever. This is kind of funny. Kurt Schilling tells Hillary Clinton to shut the fuck up and thank the Lord you are not in jail. Baseball great Kurt Schilling sounded off on Twitter and told failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton to shut the fuck up over her remarks on the January 6th hearings. The latest January 6th hearings show that Trump knew he lost the election. His own people told him he'd lost the election. He then chose to wage a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results and prevent peaceful transfer of power for the first time in American history, Clinton tweeted. Clinton should be, oh, oh my god really the one woman that has been how is she not in jail you fabricated the steel dossier you created the biggest lie that we've seen in our lifetime and you didn't you didn't stand accountable for it the russian collusion dossier was proven wrong and false cnn even admitted this and you have the balls to sit there and cast shade at trump bitch I'm surprised you're even still alive. And the day that you fucking die, I will throw a party. I will. You and your rapey fucking husband are the cancer in D.C. that needs to be cut out. Kurt Schilling tweeted out in response saying, you honestly need to shut the fuck up and thank the Lord you are not in jail. You and your teenage groping mutant are one of the many reasons legal American citizens despise D.C. You two represent all that is wrong with the left and with politics, responded Schilling. Um, it's pretty simple. We have a right. I'm not even going to read Hillary's shit. I think she's just the biggest idiot. He said, you cowards sat on your hands, did nothing while liberal trash looted, rioted, and burned for Air Jordans and big screens. Sit back, shut the fuck up and watch folks start a confrontation for shit that matters like rights, democracy, and the end of government corruption. Hashtag it's happening. This dude's on the money. He is, he is on the money. Good for him. Last, most certainly not least, this is kind of funny. It's actually really true. Joe Biden botches LGBTQI acronym as he condemns ultra MAGA uh, agenda at Pride Celebration. President Joe Biden struggled to correctly use the latest politically correct acronym to refer to homosexual and transgender Americans at Pride, even at a White House on Wednesday. Let me see if I can freaking... Um, uh, we got Jeremy's Razor's ads coming up. Good for them. Let me lower this volume for you guys. Sorry about that. Let's listen to what he has to say. And just last week, the Department of Defense announced new policies allowing HIV-positive service members to finally be able to be deployed and commissioned. I'm also proud to have signed an executive order on my first day in office to combat discrimination against LGBTQLI, excuse me, plus Americans in housing. Right there with you. I don't know what it is either. We just call them the alphabet mob. But HIV positive people to forward to what? 
I was I was not aware of this. Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> wow. Just just fucking wow. Okay, thank God I'm not in anymore. Oh my gosh. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get this through my head. If you're on the battlefield and you've deployed forward and say, for example, you get a, you get a rocket that lands near you, you get some scratches and your buddy that's HIV positive gets some scratches too. And you're trying to treat him and you get some of his blood on you vice, you know, like that. Um, what? Are we serious with this? I wasn't tracking this. What the fuck is going on in our country? I'm not trying to discriminate against people with HIV or AIDS. That's not, I just think that that's not safe. That is not safe at all. Uh, dude. So let me get this straight. Our military requires you to be vaccinated for COVID, but it's okay to have HIV. Right. Thank God I'm not in the military anymore. The military has fallen. We have woke leadership. Um, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. The stupidest shit I've ever heard of in my entire life. That puts service members in... That's just... That's ridiculous. That is just ridiculous. I cannot fathom that. This country's in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. We are in serious trouble. This administration needs to go. This administration needs to go. <laughs> Whatever. Well, hey, if you enjoyed the show today, make sure you check us out at shellshockcbd.com. I appreciate your love and support. You guys are freaking incredible. Thank you for being here today. I'm not sure if Josh can, but we do have a special guest tomorrow. I'm going to announce her on my Instagram here later on today. She's big in the fitness world. She's won the Olympia. She's an incredibly wonderful human being. Uh, my friend Natalie's coming on the show. Um, we're going to talk about relationships, dating, marriage, fitness world, body shaming, the whole shebang. We're getting into it. I'm really looking forward. That'll probably be around 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So make sure you tune in right here on the All-American Savage Show podcast. Uh, always appreciate y'all being here. Make sure you also check out shellshockcbd.com, sponsor the show. Uh, we appreciate all of your love and support there. Y'all are freaking amazing. So until then, I'm going to leave you with this amazing little red alert outro. And we'll see you right here tomorrow on the All-American Savage Show. As always, you stay savage, America. <laughs>